Hello and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, Choosing Exist. I'm your host, Thomas, and this week we're reflecting on the lessons that other parts of life have to offer. Reflecting on what media it's trying to teach us, or maybe maybe not what it's trying to teach us, but maybe what lessons it has to offer that isn't direct. Something I've noticed throughout my, you know, observing time is that a lot of things have more lessons to teach than they are intended when they're created. There's usually the lessons that someone offers when they're creating something that are intentional, that are there because the creators want them to be there. But there's always more aspects to something that isn't thought of or different ways people can take things different perspectives different observations that people can make Uh, one very easy example of this is that uh, you know how a really popular movie video game anything will get a lot of attention people will love it but when they go in to make a second one or a third one, an initial love or the initial appreciation doesn't seem to be as prominent. And in my mind, a big part of that is that the initial thing was created with inspiration, with dedication, with a desire to make something, to make art. And after that, when you're just trying to make something because it's popular. You're just trying to make something to do something without really... It it feels as if you put yourself into this needless cage where it restricts what you can and can't create. This isn't even restricted to media or like big movies. This is the small things too. Um, You'll see that Swung makes one thing that is popular and then they start only making that thing because it sells well for a time until it stops being popular and then they have to rethink like all right what's next what's the next popular thing but when they made that first thing were they thinking oh this will be popular let's do this or were they just trying to create something because they want to create something? Were they just trying to make something because they want to love it? And I feel that a lot of the time in the process of making something into that thing becoming popular, we lose sight of the original reason that we created something in the first place. And that's that's a shame, honestly, because so many beautiful things are created that absolutely they deserve to get popular they're really awesome they bring joy into people's lives they are enjoyable they're great but uh, the desperation desperation is really what ends up ruining a lot of things when you start creating things only for sales when you start doing things only so that it can be consumed with
This is also why you'll see brands step back from a property and give it time to leave people's attention, to let people forget about what the original was so that they can create something new, something something fresh with the original idea, but it won't get compared as harshly against what the original was. Um, this is seen a lot more in the video game industry in that it's a very fast industry. There's always a lot of content coming out. Um, recently, obviously, we've got the Baldur's Gate series. The third one just came out very popular. However, if you go back and play the first two, you will see some stark contrast. And you can absolutely see how if the third one was released following the first and second, like, quickly, there would have been a lot of uproar from the people who really love the first and second. There already is complaints, and it's been many years. So sometimes giving a break, sometimes giving some space for something to let people forget about it or let people put it into the back of their minds. And then they can go into it with fresh eyes and they can appreciate what there is to appreciate about something even if it is a little different than what they originally liked about something, what they originally appreciated. And I think that's important. And I think that's important for the creators to keep in mind as well, the new and the old, where if you love something, if you create something you love, and the new versions the aren't getting the appreciation that you feel they deserve, maybe it's time to change your perspective or to look at a different option so that you can create something that you're creating with heart, you're creating with intention, that you're creating with the desire to create instead of just forcing yourself to make some cookie cutter replaceable thing. Like, what? Though you should not forget about the rat race that is staying relevant. Relevancy is this constant battle where you're constantly fighting for attention, trying to be the one taking up the attention. And, no, it's... Everyone only has so much attention to get, right? Right? So, doing what you have to do to that attention to provide content, to provide useful, informative content that is worth giving that attention to is a challenge in itself. Whether you're making products, whether you're creating content, whether you're doing whatever, when you're vying for someone's attention or multiple someone's attention, you're competing against all the others that are also wanting their attention. It's its not... The world's a, a multiplayer game, right? <laughs> um, as much as some of us wish it was not. Um, there's always people competing to be the best at whatever they are competing to be the best at. Fortunately for us, there are so many different things to compete for that 
Um, pick one, do it, see what you can do, I guess. Though, on the note of staying relevant, um, it's important, the reason you would want to keep getting people's attention, the reason why people just keep creating things or they keep fighting for that attention, again, is so that they can, when they do create something that they love, when they do create something that they really appreciate, even if it is a second version or a updated version, it's so that people actually see it. Because there is so many people creating so many different things, and the range and quantity of product and services and whatever content is vast. It is unimaginably vast because so many people do it. So many. Have you ever scrolled through and just looked at how many podcasts there are? There are a lot. So believe me when I tell you, thank you for listening to this because I understand how many different things there are, how many different people you could be giving your attention to, but you're giving it to me. So thank you. Uh, jokes, you thought it was over. Now nah, this week we've got a twofer for you. And by that, I mean, you're going to see first draft and second draft. And you can see how things change, even when it's just something like this podcast. So I hope you enjoy the other version of this episode following right after this. Hello and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, Choosing Exist. This week we're going to look at what another part of life has lessons that we can learn from. We're looking at media and projects that people do. Not the lessons that are intended to be there. Because there's always lessons that people intend with their things. But there's more to something. There's other details. There's different perspectives. There's different ways to look at something. And there's context. Some things have offer more the more you learn about something. You know how a popular movie, video game, book will get a lot of attention, a lot of love, a lot of appreciation, and then a sequel will come out and it just won't get the same reception? Or it'll be disappoint people? I mean, one of that, part of that, is that People set up their own expectations for things. They get in their imagination and they imagine what a sequel would be like before it's even an idea in someone's head. Like, they've created their own sequel in their head before they go and see a sequel. Um, sorry, tangent. Uh, so that can disrupt... Uh, people's appreciation of something that comes after an original. But when creating that first one, when creating that inspiration, 
Do you think that they set out to create something that was guaranteed to be popular? Or did they set out to create something that they wanted to see? Did they set out to create something that they were happy with, that filled their desire to create? I mean, for some things, yes. For some things, no. It's just when you move past an original, though, when you turn into sequels, into updating something you've already done, you're building on an existing framework, which can be good. It means you can see the flaws of what the first had and adjust, change. But in the case of a movie that's a sequel, you're continuing a story. Like I said, people's imaginations do what they do. It changes. I mean, the big brands know this. There's a reason that you'll see IPs given time to breathe. Someone will put something away and bring it back later. Um, for example, a very popular one, Baldur's Gate 3. Very successful launch. However, if you would go back and play the first two, you would see some very stark contrast between the two. And you could definitely see how those who really liked the first and second may have some problems with the third. I mean, we see it already, but those problems would be way more vocal, way louder, way more of a big deal if they had come out close together, if there hadn't been some time to breathe, if there hadn't been some time to put the idea or the thoughts in the back of someone's mind. Sometimes when we really like something, we need to be given some time away from something to appreciate it. I mean, that lesson has been told many times through many different forms, right? Um, so it's just thinking about how when you see a project or something that someone has done and then when they go on to make a sequel or they go on to just try an already quote-unquote winning formula, like if something works and you just do what works, then you never innovate, right? If you never try to do something badly, if you never try to do something different, then it's never going to be... You're never going to find a different way to do it. And then you'll just be stuck doing things the same as you always do. Doesn't that get tiring? Doesn't that get boring? Partially, though, that's the rat race of relevancy. The desire to always have, to always be in the center of attention. Um, to make sure that you can get the sales, that you can have the attention, the watch time, the whatever. But that takes away from it. Because 
if you're always vying for all of the attention, then you're constantly doing whatever it takes or whatever you think is desired or wanted in the world. And you're just doing that to get the attention for the sake of attention. Um, you change what you're creating into or from what you want to create from what you are setting out to be proud of into what you think your audience wants. And I mean, knowing your audience is important, understanding your audience, but if you're making something that you want to make and it fits with your audience, doesn't that make more sense? So that if you're creating something that fits with you, then you are making something that you know that you enjoy, that you know you appreciate. And then you already have an audience of one. If you have one, there's pretty likely you'll have two. If you have two, pretty likely you'll have three. Like, it's just, maybe it's a different way of doing things, maybe it's not, but it's a way to think of why are you creating something? Who are you creating it for? What are you trying to get out of it? What are you trying to put into it? There is such a large swath of content of products out there that of course it's competitive. Of course there's multiple people all vying for your attention, your dollars, your thoughts, um, everything. I mean, for example, just take a quick look, scroll through how many different podcasts there are. Because there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot. And that's not, that's just podcasts. What about music? Have you ever actually scrolled through how many different artists there are on Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube or anything? Or on that note, YouTube. How many different channels are there on YouTube? How many? Is it a lot? Because I bet it's a lot. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. I'm not even going to look. But there is a lot of content out there. And the attention that you both give to something someone else creates and the attention that you give to yourself is important. It's valuable. So I just want to make sure that you know when I say thank you for listening, I understand how many different things there are that could be taking your attention. And I really do appreciate that you're listening. So thank you. And I hope that you found this week informative, valuable.